0: Baby hey.
1: Welcome to this Amplify audio interview, guys. I'm your host, Sabrina, and I will be talking to Landon Tours, lead singer of American rock band, The Plot in You, who are currently touring the States with their new album, Swan Song, which was released back in September. You might know them from their hit single, Feel Nothing, which has reached uh, officially over 50 million streams on Spotify, which is just huge. Uh, I chat to Landon about the tour what it's like, and the process of writing Swan Song, uh, which is a really brutally honest album and one that I think a lot of people will be able to relate to. When I listened to the album, I was really pleasantly surprised with the direction it took. The production is this great amalgamation of rock, punk. We've got some pop influences in there. We've got some electronic production. And the songwriting's just really clever, And we dive into that with Landon, who opens up a little bit about his journey of trying to navigate through the hurdles that that life throws us. And sort of that point when we want to let go of, you know, the things that have been holding us back or have been weighing on us. And we want to step into the person that we think we, we should be or that we want to become. This is a Zoom interview. So please bear that in mind uh, with some of the more interesting audio moments that may happen. You would think after two years in a pandemic, I would have figured out all the kinks of Zoom. But you know what? Technology has never been anybody's friend. It's a great chat, though. So without further ado, here's Landon. Mm.
0: hey how are you good just uh hanging out outside of a mall parking lot we have a an off day today so we're just we've literally just been sitting around all day just bored oh sounds (laughs) yeah glamorous luxurious
1: extremely luxurious (laughs) Yeah. yeah because obviously with with covid and everything you guys well took a break I assume were you recording and producing the album Swan Song during the pandemic
0: yeah so pretty much the entire time you know everything was shut down Mm -hmm. I I did like a solo EP and then I did the plot record and then I tried to like work with as many other people as possible so racked up a lot of different work that's I mean there's still some stuff that hasn't come out so just tried to use that time as preciously as possible to get work done so yeah it was kind of nice yeah well that's (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's a really uh, great way to use what, I mean, I guess some bands would have taken to, you know, take a break because it's such a yeah. an unknown time in everybody's life that I feel like a lot of bands put off album releases and, you know, maybe let yeah. go of hopes to tour and stuff. So it's great that you went, Now nah, I'm going to do everything and anything and this is going to be my time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw, I mean, I, I witnessed a bunch of my friends like getting you know, dudes that have been touring for like 10 plus years, like getting real jobs and like basically just like oh God, starting yuck. a whole entire new life. So it's like, wow. I don't know, it's pretty weird. Yeah, I and you know, then I saw it was all over the spectrum. I saw some people thrive in it, saw some people just like completely unravel in a bad way, you know. So it's it's pretty interesting how it affected yeah. everybody so differently. But
1: well, I was gonna ask with touring, how does it feel after not being able to do so for so long, no one really knew when you guys would be able to get back or like get on the road in general. So how how does it feel being back other than having to wait in between all the cities?
0: <laughs> yeah, like the first week was super, super cool. Like we were all super excited. And even like the yeah. second week, we we're still having a good time. But I think like around in between like week two and three, we were just like, it kind of hit us like, oh yeah, wow, I forgot how fucking boring this can be. <laughs> like just so... <laughs> painfully boring because i mean all all we really have to do our only responsibility is to sound check and that takes like 15 minutes to a half an hour and then play a 45 minute set so there's a lot of time to kill in between that and uh so we just smoke weed all day and play video games (laughs) we're like traveling 12 year olds that that sounds
1: like the life (laughs) it
0: it's cool I mean, <laughs> until it's, until it's not, <laughs> until it's you're it's like, not. okay, I, yeah. I miss a, being an adult and like having responsibilities. Right. Yeah. 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 But.
1: I wanted to ask about touring in general. Like I know, like you said, it, it can be incredibly boring as the band, mm-hmm. your, your biggest uh, responsibility is getting to soundcheck on time and then sounding great for the right. shows. But I, uh, I stalked your TikTok. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I saw some great videos of the tour bus and like all of the different places that people can hide in that yeah. thing. Can you tell me about the tour bus? How many people are on it? How long are you on that thing? Are you like driving around America, like a bunch of 12 year olds or, you know, do you fly anywhere? I'm so curious.
0: <laughs> um, so we have a driver. Um, he's like, like sectioned off from the rest of the bus, but he's like a, a friend of ours for, from like a long time ago. So most of the time like you have a driver you don't really see them very often but when he gets done driving he just comes in and smokes and like we play games together and stuff like that so it's cool pretty much our whole crew is like it's just all friends but um so it sleeps i think eight people comfortably and then there's like also like benches that you could also have people sleep on if you needed to so you could probably get like 10 sleep 10 people kind of comfortably yeah We have a driver, so, like, we don't do anything ever. We, I think we've all probably gained 5, to 10 pounds. We just, (laughs) there's just nothing to do. (laughs) You're either either driving or sleeping or just, like, sitting, just waiting to do something. It's very, very boring.
1: (laughs) I mean, okay, well, you guys have been together now for close to 11 years. Yeah. um, Which is pretty insane. Um, Mm -hmm. And you guys keep just putting out different music like you guys have gone from kind of like the shocking uh yeah end of the spectrum and what's funny is you still shock but in a very different way
0: Mm. and
1: for me like with swan song it was for me it was the lyrics also the production because like Mm. i can't put you guys in in any sort of genre you know what i mean you guys thank you i appreciate uh, it because i wanted to ask when because i was trying to explain this record to people at work and i was like mm. it's rock with some metal core, but then you've got some like electronic production in there and then it's kind of poppy sometimes and they were like what what the <laughs> hell are you trying to what <laughs> how <laughs> yeah. how would you describe i guess the band's sound could you even put it into words
0: anytime people ask me like people that aren't involved in the scene like what kind of music we play I always just say like heavy rock because I feel like that's general enough to like because we're definitely like we don't I would definitely not categorize this as a metalcore band we don't really we'll Ah. have heavy parts here and there but I don't think those are like defining elements of us so I guess like the easiest Ah. is just to say rock I guess (laughs) because I don't know I I mean genres genres in general just suck it's it's stupid but yeah I guess that is the most the most broad because rock kind of can cover everything you know what i mean
1: yeah 100 so, yeah. yeah rock music was the blanket term i guess for music for a long time still kind of yeah. is in a way
0: yeah I-, I can say that to my mom okay. and she'll be like oh okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> i know what rock is
1: yeah percent. Yeah, i know what you're doing uh well did yeah. your mom come to any of the shows i see you play shows in ohio where you're from is she like a mega fan or does she kind of just like high five you on your way through and go like okay bye now
0: um. So she she actually lives in Florida now, and yeah, anytime I'm through there, she usually comes through. But she still she tries to like compliment, but she doesn't really know how to. She's like, <laughs> it sounded loud. <laughs> I don't know. She I don't know. If she gets it. She she does like the newer stuff a lot more because it's like you can understand what I'm saying, and it's not as like okay. dark and I mean it's still dark, but it's a little less uh, intense, I guess. So. Yeah, she does her best to appreciate it.
1: (laughs) Uh, My mum's the same. Like when I did drama in school and she would come Mm. to my shows, she would be like, you, you spoke really clearly. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, thanks, mum. I'm going to go now. Um, (laughs) So when I listened to Swan Song, um, Mm. I ended up really focusing on the lyrics and it it, it kind of hit me really hard because you have these one-liners, like there's a couple of one-liners in every song where I was like, ooh, ouch, okay, that hurt. That <laughs> yeah. felt that felt pointed. Um, so mm-hmm. for me it was sort of like this confession of like, okay, I fucked up. I admit that. Yeah. I'm dealing with my demons. I'm dealing with all this hurt. I'm trying to be this better person. And like a lot of the time it seems whoever this perspective's coming from, because I don't know how collaborative the songwriting is, if these are, like, all your thoughts, if this is Mm -hmm. an amalgamation of all of the bands. But it's like everyone seems to have these amazing intentions, but it's also Mm -hmm. kind of calling somebody else out, whether it's the same person or or a different person, and being like, okay, but you played a part in this too, and I'm hurting because of it, and, you know, I, I need help. What's, Mm -hmm. was writing this like a form of therapy? I know in the press release you said it was saying goodbye to a lot of the bad shit that's happened throughout the years. Right. Like, was it like this huge purge of all these emotions or was it more of a, was it more subtle than that?
0: No, yeah. I mean, so I write all of the the music and the lyrics and stuff and uh, this was kind of just like a... like i definitely went through a lot during the dispose album cycle um because we're just gone so much so i was like in a newer relationship and like just going through all this stuff and uh i didn't really i didn't process like anything i just kept suppressing all this shit in my life that i don't know because when especially when you're on tour it's so easy to just like lock things out and not like internalize anything and just kind of like suppress things because you're constantly around people that are you know we're all talking and doing stuff so it's like I don't know it's really easy to ignore like real life problems so when COVID happened I was kind of like stuck there just kind of facing myself like you know what I mean like having to process all this all these things that I've felt and all things that I've done and things that people have done to me and just life stuff I finally just had to like kind of sit with it and meditate on it and yeah that's basically what the whole record is is just trying to like flush out all this stuff and like be as open and honest about my own faults and my own you know uh I, yeah just my own my own um failures in life you know
1: own payments so. kind of yeah
0: yeah. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, it was, it was definitely rough, like even putting like some of those words to the paper, but um, yeah, I, in the end, I think it was very therapeutic and I was dealing with it like in real life outside of music too. So it was, yeah, it was just kind of nice to put things down that maybe like other people could relate to in that kind of manner. Cause I feel like I haven't really seen too much of that in at least in our genre of music not like that specific, like writing style. So I know I took a stab at it, tried to do my best.
1: <laughs> and uh, you did a pretty good job. <laughs> Thank you, <I> appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, and it like, I, I guess I was hoping that that, not, not that I hope for your pain at all, don't get me wrong, yeah. but I was hoping that yeah. there was like a really personal connection to it because I was trying to figure out the title to the album, Swan Song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is this, some sort of hint to what's going to happen in the future? Like, is the band about to, like, inferl into this completely new space? But for me, I've decided whether that was your intention or not. For me, I've just decided that it's, like, your personal change into somebody new Just yeah. let like, go of the bullshit. Like, band aside, bands progress in the future, whether you guys do another record or not. Um, mm-hmm. Is that is that kind of why you called it Swan Song? Because for you, you're like, yeah. okay. I've gone through my ugly duckling phase now. Like it's time to, to shape up and be me now.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I I feel like it'll make a lot more sense in like the coming, well, probably like the next couple of years, I think it'll make a lot more sense. Um, but yeah, it's mostly like its purpose was just like, yeah, just letting go and saying goodbye to like, yeah. So tons of negativity, tons of like, I don't know. We've, we've always been a super negative band and I've always just been a super negative, like as far as art goes, it's always been negative. So like, yeah, I I felt like it was time to like flush out all the excess and then just kind of like start over. And uh, yeah, again, I think it'll make sense in the coming years, but yeah.
1: Okay. Well, there's this one line from Both to Blame that I wanted to ask about because Um, this is this is what I do before, before I interview. Like, obviously, I listen to the album as a whole or the EP or whatever it may be, um, mm-hmm. and then I'm a sucker for lyrics because, like, yeah. although I can appreciate the music and the production, I'm not, my language isn't developed enough to really comment on it. I can kind of just mm-hmm. give people, like, a thumbs up, like, that sounded great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. so I was, like, reading the lyrics and the line, you failed to see your self-esteem is something you define. Yeah. I had to ask because that hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that a lesson that you had to learn? Like how do you stay, I guess, mentally okay throughout writing an album like this, then recording it, then having to tour it for over a year? How, like, how do you deal with all of the self-esteem stuff that I'm sure happens in this industry?
0: What's That's an interesting question because I think a lot of people think that like because we're out playing to tons of people every night and it seems glamorous from the internet perspective because you're just seeing like the good parts of it. It's like, I like for me personally, I feel like my confidence and my self-worth is some of the lowest when I'm on tour. You know what I mean? Like, just because, mm. I don't know, it's it gets lonely, it gets depressing, it's, I don't know, like things can happen back home that um you really you have no control over and it's you can't really mend situations while you're gone so i don't know there's been i think some of the lowest i've ever felt in my entire life has been on the road just because of those you know those things Um, and also you you can get really hard on yourself for like how you're performing, or like, you know what I mean? Or you're not sleeping well, so you're not performing well, you look like shit, like (laughs) everything just all (laughs) all kind of like accumulates, but
1: you're in that genre as well, like you're in rock. Oh, like well, yeah. Okay, we've decided we're we're gonna say rock, hard rock. Um (laughs) you're kind of expected to have like this rock star personality. So if you come on stage and you look like shit, it's like, well, he's a rock star. He's you know, he's cool. He's supposed to look like that. I, I, and yeah, I can imagine when, when that many people are feeding you that belief, you start to take that on yourself and suddenly you get home and you're like, I didn't take care of myself, man. I feel like shit.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, yeah, that's another thing too, is just like, you're constantly surrounded by like to pass the time like drugs and alcohol and stuff like that you know so it gets difficult for sure i've definitely had my fair share of like uh like tours where i just pretty much drank my way the entire way through it you know just to kind of we call it time traveling you drink as much as you can during the day and then the sleep end. as <laughs> sleep as long as you can i swear i've turned months into weeks <laughs> oh but my yeah. god <laughs> uh, but yeah it's it's yeah, it's difficult. I think uh I think just the perception of what it is is very off in general. You know what I mean? I think I think people think it's something completely different than what it is. It's funny to like have people like girlfriends or wives come out and they're just like, so this is what you do all day. <laughs> so yeah, it's great, right? <laughs> Super glamorous, <laughs> but, I mean, right? I feel I feel like I'm sounding way too much of like a downer on it. Like it definitely has like it's it's upsides as well, you know, like yeah. there's a lot of I mean, just even just getting to hang out with your your best friends all day every day, and like play shows to thousands of people, and then like just get off and eat and drink whatever you want, and it's cool. Yeah. That is cool, but it's, you know, it's it's a job though, like any other. You know, it's going to have downsides, but
1: I think it's good that you are being honest about it because as people who listen, who have never, or like you know, they just listen to music, they're just music lovers, but they've never even performed or they've never had musicality about them like yeah there is that perception of like touring is fucking sick and it's always sick and you know yeah. there's no downsides to it. so it's important I think to to be honest and be like I appreciate it this is awesome I get to, like you said I get to hang out with my mates I get to play my songs um, to yeah. thousands of people every night but it takes something from me
0: and I, mm. like,
1: I'm tired.
0: Yeah, definitely has a cost, yeah. and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I agree. I think it is important, especially for, like, young musicians who, like, are aspiring to do this. It's, like, you really need to know what you're getting yourself into. You're going to miss <laughs> weddings, funeral. you're going to miss funerals, you're going to have friends yeah. back home that are going through shit that you really can't be there for them, you know, you're going to miss a lot yeah. of, like, big life stuff, but yeah like I said though like like any job it's got its costs you know but
1: yeah well well, I I wasn't really gonna I I'm I'm glad that I like uh prepared myself for some of your answers because I listened to your podcast with I should remember their names um (laughs) the black sheep podcast one of the first comments you said was touring sucks you're like it's so boring and I was like oh shit okay (laughs) I was hoping you'd say you'd love it that's fine
0: (laughs) oh we could talk about that for days I promise you
1: (laughs) (laughs) no but I was um I guess to go into the more technical parts of like performing uh -hmm. your vocals are all over the place in this album in like the best way like you go from I guess, poppier belts with like this flutter in, um, too heavy. I was like, did Post Malone listen to Landon and copy this? <laughs> because yeah, but, well, it, like, as soon as he started singing, I was like, huh. And then I went to one of his songs and I was like, ah, yes, I see this. It's, so maybe, maybe check it, that out.
0: <laughs> it's funny you say that. Cause people from our label were saying the same thing. And I was like, really? I don't get what you're saying. And then I, I dove a little bit more into like some of his older stuff. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess that kind of makes sense.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But how do you, when you're on stage, how do you flip between like to clean to chest to your unclean vocals? Like, did you have to practice really hard to get that? Or is that just something you've always been able to do?
0: So like being totally honest like back in the early days of plot I think I was probably one of the worst like touring vocalists out there and it's because I just I had no idea how to do anything I was doing properly and I think like Uh, my self-esteem just got so low because I was doing so bad on every tour that I just like forced myself to start working on it while I was at home and uh then I got to a place where I was like pretty confident and comfortable with what i was able to do so like every record i guess i would just try to push myself a little bit harder to like do more you know because every time i found like my safe spot i was like okay i i can do this comfortably so next time i'm gonna try to go even further and this record i definitely like i gave myself a huge (laughs) challenge because yeah i mean especially like songs like paradigm and stuff like that it's just non-stop like i remember a week before this tour i was like i was like having actual anxiety attacks thinking about this tour because like oh. i was like trying to practice at home and i was like dude i feel like i can't do these like they're so hard like it's but yeah paradigm and uh too far gone i was just like dude there's no way i can make these happen but i i just worked on it every day until our practices before the tour and i got in and yeah. I, was, I was able yeah. to do it i was like thank god i can sleep at night now like <laughs> but oh, even the first time yeah, like, i got these the down <laughs> yeah the first like three or four shows on this tour the first show for especially we were bad it was like dog shit we oh. sounded terrible <laughs> but then by the like second and third second third show we we're like okay we've got it like we just needed everyone was so nervous josh josh's hands were like shaking like before he's going up because <laughs> it it had literally been two years since we had played a show so we was, were right horrified but we got through it, so. Oh, gosh. And now, now thing just feels like second nature. I I stopped even warming yeah. up. I don't even warm up anymore. <laughs>
1: uh Okay, I as a singer myself, that's insane to me. But fair enough. It's stupid. You know it's better very than
0: stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I I, sh- I should like I definitely I know I should, but like, what I don't know. I get to a place on tour usually like two weeks in where I just mm. I. I noticed like it, it, there's literally no difference if I warm up or if I don't. Okay. So I'm just like, what's the, why am I going to waste my time? So I just
1: okay. take a yeah, couple shots
0: right. and <laughs> hit the stage.
1: <laughs> That's my warm up. The alcohol will warm me up. Thank you very much. Yep. yep. <laughs> so you said that you worked on it at home before mm-hmm. rehearsing and then going on a tour. Did you ever work with a vocal coach or did you just sit down at your piano with your guitar and just try again and again and again?
0: Yeah. No, I had, I'd never had any training. Um, I started like, Whoa. I was always the singer in my bands, um, like growing up, like from like 14 on. Um, yeah. and, uh, so yeah, I've always just, that's always just kind of been my place in every, almost every band that I've been in. But, um, yeah, yeah it's, I, a lot of it was just, and I, I tell this to a lot of people, the, for me, the biggest thing was just rec- learning to record myself and that way, like, cause you can go back and critique every little tiny thing about your voice and you know and that which i do yeah um i'll do like a hundred not maybe not a hundred but i'll do like at least probably 30 to 50 takes of every line that's on that record you know and pick my favorites out of that so i'm like very very picky about that stuff so it's just been i mean i've been doing it for 15-ish years at this point so maybe actually a little bit longer so I don't know. I've had a lot of time to fine tune it. I should probably, be, honestly, be a lot better than I am at this point. For how long I've been doing it professionally, but I do my best. Like <laughs> well, hey,
1: you sound great on the album or like on the record. Thank you. So I appreciate oh, it. You've, you've done something, right? Um, yeah. Okay. Wow. It's a so, lot of trial that's,
0: that's, and error. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like you yes. said, you have years of experience to back you, and kind of there's no experience like experience really
0: right so honestly I I think I I blew my voice out so many times in the early days that I I probably just developed this insane scar tissue on my <laughs> vocal oh, cords that just like it's probably I, I I like it's rare that I lose my voice now so it's yeah I think it's uh I think I needed to get through those early days of fucking it up to get it yeah to where it's been hardened <laughs> it by is. the
1: time exactly yeah well that's well and also like you saying that you like you smoke weed and stuff on the bus I can't I can't smoke because it hurts my throat I'm one of those really lame people at parties where when I'm offered a smoke I have to decline because I'm like no this is just gonna be really embarrassing for everybody involved um I try to regret
0: offering (laughs) right I try to stick to edibles as much as possible I don't smoke as hard as they do they're like joints back to back I'll hit it maybe like Once in the morning and a couple of times at night. So I'm not like half as crazy as they are, but they have a problem.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're the ones with the problem. I'm fine. (laughs)
0: Yes, I'm great.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. Okay. Well, I had two sort of random questions, but when I listened to the record and Freed came on, so the last (laughs) song, I got massive like cinematic. Vibes, yeah. So in my head, when I was listening to it, I was like, "This is the part in the movie where you know they're they're preparing for battle, or it's like the montage of the hero or whatever getting ready to to do something crazy." Right. Um, so I wanted to ask. I don't know if you are a movie person. This is going to be a shit question if you're not. But <laughs> if you could go back and write a song for any movie ever. Mm-hmm. what movie do you wish one of your songs were on?
0: I'm going to give you a very, very lame answer. Uh, the Matrix, oh. the first Matrix movie. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> one but of those, I like, like that you knew end, that straight away. Yeah, but one of the end battle scenes I would kill to score because the music oh, in yeah? that movie is so bad in my opinion. But I uh- love that movie. <laughs> so. Yeah, <fair. laughs> so yeah, I would love to make something intense and sick.
1: Have you, have you ever considered that to... Um, to try and score or to you know dip your toe into that side of music writing and production
0: I've done some for like documentary type uh work but like honestly I've, with what I'm doing right now I just like really don't have the time to take on many no. of my adventures which yeah. sucks but I work with when I'm home I work with tons of different artists and stuff so, and that's kind of like the path I want to keep going down so maybe someday like if if an uh, opportunity presented itself I would you know, try it out. But for now, I'm like the most passionate about like songwriting, especially like for other yeah. artists and stuff. Yeah, that's my bread and uh,
1: butter. Really? Okay. So you would you uh, say if you took touring out of the equation for the plot new? Mm-hmm. So your your only job was to write really good music and record it and release it. Mm-hmm. Would you? What do you prefer doing that and having your own vocals, or do you prefer producing for others?
0: More? I don't know why I get way more satisfaction writing music for other people and they find success off of it than even my own stuff. and I, I don't know why that is. It's really bizarre. Wow, but yeah, I, especially I, I really like writing pop stuff. I've been doing um I've been working with a couple pop artists um, back home. Um, but especially yeah. through COVID. I started working with a lot of new clients and like, I just found that that's like where I'm my happiest. And that's like, yeah, that's where I get the most in my groove, especially I love. That's really cool. Vocals. Yeah. it's great. Cause I, I like doing falsetto stuff myself. So to hear a, a female vocal do it like perfectly, like, yeah, that's the best.
1: I'm shook. I was, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Is, do you think that's why I mean, I don't, I don't know the timeline of when you were writing um, the record, but do you think maybe that's why there's a little bit more like pop production stuff sneaking into oh, Swan Song?
0: Yeah, I okay, mean, that's cool. been that's been something I've been super into for like the last, I don't know, half a decade. I really, really love pop production, and it it, yeah. it, it definitely inspires like a lot of what I do. But this one, especially, I was like. I'm just going to go all out. I'm going to do exactly what I want and like just I like there to be something happening in every moment that's like unique and I want it to feel alive, you know. And that's something the pop world is really really good at. And that you don't you don't really see a whole lot of that in like rock and metalcore. It's like starting to creep its way in, but kind of yeah. wanted to just like yeah, I mean there are a couple bands that are doing it like very very well, but I still yeah, just wanted to push the envelope a little bit with that.
1: Yeah, and, and I really and I think me as a listener, like I've, I haven't listened to a lot of uh, heavier rock. It's really only been since starting this gig and writing more about music and interviewing that, you know, you, you take, you, you start listening, you open your mind up to a lot more genres and music in general because even like with your Spotify um Discover Weekly, like it's still an algorithm. It's still giving right. you songs they think you're going to like, right. um, whereas now my algorithm's all over the place because I'm finally mm. listening to different music. And so listening, by listening to your al- album, I was like this, for me, it was the perfect blend of all of the genres that I liked and never mm. thought would be able to come together. And I can't remember exactly which song it was. But the one that has the female vocals at the very end, um,
0: um, is it enemy? I think it or, might be. Uh, enemy I'm, or both to blame?
1: I think it's enemy. The one I'm thinking of. I don't know. But when they came through at the very end, I um, I had to pause because I was like, "What? I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> that was sick." <laughs> I wanted, I wanted oh, yeah. more of, of whoever that vocalist was. I was like, I want her creeping in a little bit more. Um, right. So that's, that's awesome to hear, like, the backstory of that, that you do like to produce pop and that you do enjoy doing with, like, female vocalists.
0: Yeah, with the, with the record especially, too, I felt like so much of it was, like, my perspective that I needed to have a female voice come in every now and then to kind of, like, give yeah. an opposing perspective. Um, yeah. So yeah. Oh,
1: It was face, I, it yeah. was face me. My baby loves
0: yeah, yeah. Me. Yeah, yeah Ah, yes, I liked that. I just wanted to throw that in cool. there. <laughs> we'll be we'll, be, we'll okay. be playing that when we come over, so don't worry. <laughs>
1: uh, I know. Yeah, you guys are coming to Australia in September. I've completely forgotten to. I mean, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna obviously do a little spiel before and after this to explain where you guys are coming from when you're coming to Australia, plug all your shows. Um, For sure. Uh, but have you wait? Have you guys? toured in Australia before
0: yeah um we I think yeah four maybe five times at this point um but we're doing oh, New Zealand after <laughs> for the first time so that'll be cool oh
1: yeah. and oh do you have any days in New Zealand free then because New Zealand is stunning
0: I think we're gonna take like two or three days after those shows to just okay, like good. hang out and travel a little bit yeah
1: good because that's yeah, that's, it's a really beautiful time to be in New Zealand as well in September because the snow, uh, yeah, you're going to love it.
0: Um, yeah, I'm very excited.
1: But yeah. But my, okay, so my final question for you, I wanted to ask, so you guys have been together for 11 years. You've done a lot of touring. You're well-versed in that world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What's the most bullshit thing that's happened to you on tour? So it can be on stage. Stage, backstage in between shows what's a memory that really jumps out at you that when you think of your touring life that's like the memory that you remember
0: the first one that comes to mind is like from a really long time ago we had just bought this uh this van it was like a 12 passenger and (laughs) I forget something was low in our old guitar player um like one of the fuels and he like poured the wrong kind of fuel into the wrong thing oh and just completely destroyed our new van and we were in Texas um so we had to drive we got a u-haul in and this was in the dead of winter we got a u-haul and put all of our shit in the u-haul and then three of us i think had to sleep in the back of the u-haul and it was like i'm not getting like <laughs> freezing um so what we did is we took all of our blankets we made like this huge nest and i popped i popped some uh like I think it was just like Tylenol PM, like the sleepy ones. I popped yeah. a bunch of those, and we just tried to sleep the entire time. And it was just like bumping all <laughs> over the place, and like I thought I was gonna throw up multiple times. It was absolute torture, and that was like a thirteen, fourteen-hour drive, something like that. Oh my god! Yeah, that was horrific. Our stuff was just flying <laughs> all over the place. It was. <laughs> it was a Did nightmare. you hate him after that? Yeah, kind of. Um, yeah i don't know at that point i was just like dude i don't want to do this at all anymore this sucks like (laughs) i want to go home (laughs) i think i i think i tried to quit after that and then i ended up they somehow like talked me into staying but
1: (laughs) they lassoed you back (laughs) in one of many times
0: one of one of hundreds of times i've probably tried to quit this band
1: (laughs) oh really and i just went no yeah
0: (laughs) yeah it's basically like that like no you're not going anywhere <laughs> and I'm like yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: you have absolutely no choice <laughs> oh well thank you so much for taking the time to chat no worries um absolutely. i really enjoyed it um and i'm Me super too. excited for you guys to come here i've seen i had a look at the the venues that you guys are playing um cuz i'm actually i'm i'm in sydney now but i'm originally from melbourne and 170 russell oh, cool. cool venue nice yeah oh yeah it's like bit, like like still intimate um
0: mm-hmm.
1: but big enough where it feels like like a much bigger, yeah, Yeah. exactly. You can move. Yeah.
0: Awesome. That's Uh, what I like to hear. (laughs)
1: Well, well, I hope the rest of the tour in the States doesn't suck and that you guys get some, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I hope the video games treat you well. Um, Thank you. But I hope like we'll see you soon. Thank you so much for your time.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Make sure you come say what's up when we're out there.
1: That was Landon Chewers, lead singer of The Plot in You, and he was so much fun to talk to, guys. Very honest, very sweet. I highly recommend giving their album Swan Song a listen, even if Harder Rock isn't really your thing. This is a really great album to sort of dip your toe into the genre if you're curious or if you're just looking for something different to listen to. You've actually been listening to little snippets um, of some of their songs from that album throughout the podcast, so if any of the music uh, in the intro or outro have kind of piked your interest most definitely give swan song um a listen they're currently touring throughout the states and then to europe but they will be coming to australia next year in september hitting a lot of our major cities including melbourne sydney brisbane and perth so make sure you guys check them out i think they'll put on a really really great show If you enjoyed this chat, guys, then you're in luck because more is coming your way via my brand new podcast, It's All BS, your backstage pass to all things live music and the bullshit that comes with it. We'll be chatting to different artists every week about how you take music from studio to stage and everything in between. And for our first episode, we'll be talking to electronic music titan and producer extraordinaire Kim Moyes from The Presets. It's All BS will be available on Spotify and Apple Music, so stay tuned because we'll be hitting your ears. Is very soon. Until then, have a good one, guys.